Hi again, Medical Education Podcast listeners. This is Kevin Eva, the editor-in-chief of the journal, coming to you today at an unfortunately all-too-quick end of summer as our temperature starts to wind down here in Vancouver. And I'm going to try to drag a little bit more sunlight out of it, though, by having the great opportunity to speak with Nati Fasahaya who, with co-authors, have a paper coming in the October 2021 issue of Medical Education entitled Comparing the Drivers of Medical Student Immigration Intention Across Two African Nations. Nati is just recently become an internal medicine resident at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston in the U.S., but I understand this work was done while you're a medical student at the University of Pennsylvania. So I'll start just by saying congratulations, Natty. It's unusual for medical students to take on this extensive a project, especially looking across institutions internationally at that stage of training. Well done. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. I'm very excited about this opportunity, and it's important to note that it wasn't just me who did this work. I had a a lot of great partners, uh, fantastic to support from the institution, as well as great international partners in both Tanzania and Madagascar that made this work possible and truly would not be possible without the collaboration of everyone involved. So it, I'm very humbled that we were able to get this work published. And it's something that we're very passionate about. We feel it's very important that it gets out there and people are aware of the results that we found in addressing this issue going forward. Well, in fact, what enabled this work is something I'm very curious about. So maybe we'll just start there. As the title implies, you've brought together people across two African nations and yourself and others working in the U.S. What were the pre-existing connections or what was the access that enabled this network for work like this to be done so cross-culturally? It's a great question. The senior author on this paper, Dr. Neil Sheth, has actually had a very long-standing relationship with the folks at KCMC in Tanzania, and a relationship that has been very fruitful for both parties, as well as strong, not just from a collegial work standpoint, but also getting to know one another. And as a med student, I was able to join on to this research team and contribute to this work. Dr. Shep is an orthopedic surgeon at University of Pennsylvania, and he's been working closely with mostly orthopedic surgeons in Tanzania as well as another colleague on the paper, Dr. Matthew Winterton, who was also an orthopedic resident at University of Pennsylvania, had relationships with folks in Madagascar, which allowed us and some of our partners to go to work closely with both folks in Madagascar and Tanzania and make this work possible. So it was really building upon strongly established relationships previously by members at our institution with folks in both Madagascar and Tanzania, which made this collaboration possible. And was emigration a particular focus of that long-term relationship, or is that something that you brought to the group? How did that become a priority for your research efforts across this collaborative? I would say it's both a problem that we observed, as well as a problem that was well-recognized within the communities in both Madagascar and Tanzania. As we know, the sub-Saharan Africa faces the highest relative need for healthcare workers, and prior literature established that a not insignificant amount of students already have the intention to work abroad, decisions that are made in medical school. Although their plans may be different than actions that are carried out, we do realize these are decisions that were made early on in medical training, whether it be through lack of opportunities for higher training, 
as well as factors that are more personal for individuals, such as income potential. So just by getting anecdotal evidence, talking to students, as well as seeing the high number of medical graduates, but not necessarily seeing the number of clinicians working in the country that may represent the increasing number of graduates, we identified this as a problem and wanted to study it in further detail in both locations. And an important strength of having included multiple locations is it appears to have given you some opportunity to explore whether or not there are factors that are more universal versus factors that are more location or institution specific. Did you go in with any preconceived expectations in terms of what differences might have existed between the Tanzanian and the Madagascan contexts? We actually did not have any preconceived things that we thought would be pointed out, but it was more so through the anecdotal evidence, the qualitative questions that we had included in the survey, as well as some of the multiple choice response answers that identified certain needs that were present in Madagascar that may not have been present in Tanzania. For example, the access to internet was minimally mentioned by students in Tanzania, but was a substantial factor in dissatisfaction with medical education in Madagascar, with many, many students citing this as the biggest limitation in terms of their learning opportunities. And furthermore, students in Madagascar actually mentioned a satisfaction with infrastructure as a reason to stay within country. So that was identified as a potential intervention point for students, especially in Madagascar, to want to stay within country. As we know from previous studies done by the WHO and statements that have been made, it's important not to over-contextualize and over-generalize that within one region that all regions are the same between medical students. And we wanted to dive deeper into that, comparing these two countries and identifying potential similarities as well as differences that could be used to create tailored retention strategies. Just before I get a little bit further into those particular differences or your particular observations, you mentioned the survey that you administered. For the sake of anyone who hasn't read the paper yet, can you describe in a little bit more detail what sorts of things you asked about and how you decided what questions should be posed to the 400 plus participants who responded? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. We initially had a pretty large survey that we presented to different students in the medical campuses of the institutions represented and quickly learned what questions would be more useful to ask and which questions seemed more inconsequential or maybe not as important. The longer the survey, the less likely people are to respond to it as everyone has busy lives. So we wanted to focus on certain aspects. One, asking simply, do you intend to practice medicine abroad or within country? and then identifying factors that are important to students in terms of their career choice, such as their main focus of their careers, whether it be patient care or public health research, military service, as well as areas they would like to work in, such as district hospitals, academic research institutions, and then the main factors influencing these career choices, which may be which range from influence for mentors, their personal interest, income potential, and things of that nature. And then finally, we wanted to just to get as much information as possible to maybe apply more context to these answers. We had two qualitative questions where students were able to free text their responses in terms of what are important avenues to improve medical education in both the preclinical years as well as the clinical years. And in asking them about their immigration intentions, one of the 
things that stands out first and foremost is the Malagasy students were about twice as likely as the Tanzanian students to express an intent to emigrate. That difference was something that you anticipated or was it just happenstance that you happened to see such a big gap between the two locations you chose to study? We were actually very surprised by that, truthfully very surprised by that. We expected to see some difference, unclear which country would have a higher predisposition of students wanting to immigrate. But again, to have a difference of that magnitude was very impressive. And as we dive deeper into that difference, we realized a lot of Malagasy students had interest in research as well as working in academic institutions. However, globally, Madagascar is not just globally, but within the African continent is largely underrepresented in uh, medical research. So we believe that this was one potential reason that a higher students in Madagascar preferred to immigrate, just the lack of research opportunities that were available to them compared to students in Tanzania. But yeah, that was truly a tremendous difference and something we were shocked by initially. Well, and reinforces the importance of looking at these issues in a case-by-case basis and trying to better understand the particulars of the context. So you already mentioned that Malagasy students indicated interest in research as a possibility of working abroad. What would you recommend either to the Madagascar faculty who are presumably trying to retain students and or the trainees themselves in terms of how they can best serve their populations and achieve the career desires that they have for themselves? This is truly an interesting aspect because one aspect is researching what are these differences and then intervening on them is a whole other bucket of issues that also need to be addressed. And in terms of, from a Malagasy perspective, I think one big difference that limits students' ability is one, to participate in research, as well as challenges in medical education that students reported was, again, the internet access. Comparing Tanzanian students at KCMC, they had access to a large research database in Hanari, whereas that same availability wasn't present available to Malagasy students, having a very limited amount of literature to even begin research. So one avenue would be to allow students to have access to a larger research database outside of the medical institution library, and then potentially creating greater internet access, whether it be through policy changes are very difficult, but other institutions have used international partnerships to help improve internet access to students, as well as greater mentorship opportunities to allow students to more easily collaborate with faculty to be involved in different research projects going on in the institution themselves. And Tanzania seemed to give a different pattern. They had internet access, but at least even though there were fewer in number, those who were intending to emigrate seemed to be predicted by different variables. Was it clear to you why those variables might have been particularly influential in that context? Yeah, we looked at this in depth and With Tanzanian students, one important factor that led to predisposition to immigrate, or two factors actually, was attending private high school as well as income potential. Things like private high school has been previously mentioned in other studies as well as students coming from a financial background have a higher tendency to leave. But in terms of income potential, we noticed that in terms of how medical education is financed in the two countries is very different as well as 
students receiving more support for tuition in Madagascar compared to Tanzania and the cost of medical education being more expensive. Furthermore, private practice in Tanzania is fairly new and many physicians often have to work both in the public sector and supplement their income with the private sector, but those opportunities aren't necessarily available given the relative uh, new private sector in Tanzania. So there are just different factors in, within Tanzania itself and the healthcare structure that may lend itself to income potential being a higher factor with Tanzanian students. But it's definitely an area that requires further research. I recall that income potential or the lack thereof was one of the largest factors of demotivation among Tanzanian physicians in another study, which we cited in our paper as well. I think this all goes to corroborate a story of physicians in Tanzania feel that increased income is an avenue to potentially retain physicians in Tanzania. And those issues seem harder to intervene, seem much more resource requiring than some of the opportunities you mentioned in the Madagascar context. And so I can easily <laughs> imagine what leads you to say understanding the factors is a different thing from actually being able to do something about them. Exactly. I wish there was a magic wand that could help all <laughs> in both Tanzania and Madagascar increased their income. But unfortunately, yeah, like you said, it's very difficult. And if it was simple, it would have been done by now. Of course. And so are you planning to continue in this work during your residency? Or what do you see as the next steps for the team? Yeah, going forward with the team itself, we incorporated both the deans of both institutions and work closely with them in addition to the additional authors on the paper. So we hope that these interventions, for example, from a research standpoint in Madagascar, will be something that may be intervened on in the future. Similarly with Tanzania, just addressing these factors on an institution-specific factors, although they might not necessarily impact the student's tendency to want to work abroad versus within country, because income potential is a very challenging avenue to tackle. But things like increased mentorship or research opportunities, as well as just other opportunities for higher training for those who want to specialize or potential avenues that can be tackled on institutional levels that we hope to see coming going forward from this. But again, that's a lot easier said than done. It will take some time. For me, I do see myself continuing a career in global health and hopefully returning back to Tanzania or continuing with this work as well. It's something that was very fruitful to work with these co-authors on this project but more so just getting to know people personally and feeling more like a big family rather than just work colleagues was truly amazing and hopefully something that I can continue to build on going forward. Excellent. Well, I wish you well on that. And we'll wrap up by reminding listeners who want the additional details to see what leads you in that direction and makes you feel like you desire to continue working in this area. That The article that we've been talking about is called Comparing the Drivers of Medical Student Immigration Intention Across Two African Nations. It's in the October 2021 issue of Medical Education. And Nathaniel Fezahaya is author on that work along with a large team of others that enabled that. So congratulations, Nati, and look forward to seeing what comes next. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun to chat with you and we'll look forward to chatting more in the future. Mm-hmm.